You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are talking about the root of why kids quit. So before we get into the episode, make sure you head over to Facebook and you have joined Next Gen Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Facebook group. Uh, we have a gym owners only group. We also have our all-star cheer coaches group. Make sure you check that out. If you are a coach, head over to nextgenowners.com and join our blog. You'll get all of our emails with all of our advice. You also can get the direct link to the podcast if you're ever looking for it there and you're not subscribed. But if you aren't subscribed, why wouldn't you be? Before we also start, please, if you know someone who would get something beneficial out of this episode, please share it with them. Uh, It would mean so much to me as we increase our audience and we get more listeners and we progressively start changing the industry in a positive way. So we're talking about the root of why kids quit. And uh, this actually was a little bit more of an impromptu episode, which I've been doing a lot of lately. But as I go through my day and as I talk to clients and as I talk to other gym owners, they inspire me to talk about things that they're going through. And this was something that was talked about a lot at our conference in Las Vegas. There were so many gym owners who brought up and coaches who brought up We have had so many kids quit this year. And then this last weekend, I was at a competition and I was talking to some other uh, local gym owners who are good friends of mine. And they were like, man, has it been this hard for you too? Have you had this many kids quitting? And, uh, you know, they were saying they just didn't feel like they could get their feet under them because every other week they were having an athlete message and say, oh, I'm quitting. I'm not continuing. And oh, I'm quitting. And they were just really struggling with the ability of kids to quit the sport these days. And, uh, they feel like it's different and new and, uh, a different generation and just some issues there. So we are going to talk about the root of why kids quit. Uh, and it got me thinking about how you could prevent kids quitting, uh, how we can prevent this throughout the industry. And when in some circumstances you should thank your lucky stars that this athlete did quit and it's time to let them go and move on. So we're going to talk about three main reasons uh, that kids quit and why those happen and maybe some ways that you can help alleviate those problems. So number one is because they don't have a connection with their teammates or with their coach or with the gym or all of the above. Number two is because they're not having fun or being challenged and they don't see the benefit of the sacrifice. And number three is because the sport of cheer or your program are just not for them. All right. So we're going to talk about the biggest one and probably the most common. And that is because they do not have connections with their teammates or their coaches or their gym or all of the above. And it is such an important factor in what connections are people making with their athletes. So cheer is a tough sport and it's year round. Gymnastics is too. It's really hard. And gymnastics actually is a very uh, solo sport. So it can oftentimes feel very lonely. And I'm going to talk a little bit about my time as a gymnast uh, because that was actually the only sport that I really quit um, was gymnastics. And 
so there's a number of reasons. Number one is the, the connections with their teammates or the people they do the sport with. If they don't have the reason to come to practice uh, and they don't have people that they're going to see and hang out with and friends that they're going to be involved with, it's really just not an enjoyable process. And kids are going to go, man, hanging out with my friends seems a lot better than this, as opposed to I go to cheer, I go to gymnastics because that's where my friends are. You know, I remember when I was a gymnast, my best friends were my fellow team athletes. Uh, We would hang out all the time. I would go over to their houses. That's where I had all my younger days, like sleepovers. I wasn't friends with people in school. I was friends with my gymnastics friends. And then in college, I was friends with my cheer friends. And that was just kind of the progression of my life. I was always friends with my teammates more than I was a lot of people outside of my my sports or my activities. In high school, it was more I was friends with all my theater and choir friends uh, because that's who I hung out with the most. So that is going to be a huge factor is do they have those connections with people in your gym? And you want to be cautious on this because if you developed only connections on the team that they're on and no other teams, then come the end of the season, there are also reasons to quit in cheer because the seniors graduate and maybe they were only friends with the seniors or their friends all move up to a higher level team and they're all gone and now it's not fun anymore, and now they want to quit. So building connections throughout your program on various teams is a critical, critical step to help prevent athletes from quitting the sport of cheer. Along with that, they need to have connections to their coaches. Now, I know some gym owners feel hesitant about this because you don't want the coach to quit and then take athletes with them. But at the end of the day, you're never going to be able to completely avoid this. If they're a great coach, they're going to deliver a great product and the kids should feel some sort of connection with them and want to be with them. So hopefully the goal is they build those connections and the coaches build those connections and then you continue to maintain that coach and employ that coach and they do a great job. I recommend you avoid the hesitant, like the what if possibilities being what influences your mindset. So, well, I don't want them to get super close to this coach because what if that coach gets hired at the gym down the street and then I go there and then what if they take all these kids and what if everyone goes, you've gone down this rabbit trail of all these things that have not happened. And if you act right, hopefully don't happen at all. So if you're really that concerned that a coach might be leaving you, then you have some other things to worry about, some other things to address and you might need to listen to that little uh, spidey sense you have going in your head saying that there's something off there and try and address that situation. Because at the end of the day, we want kids connected to their coach and to the coaches throughout the program. We want them feeling like they are mentors for them. They are people that uh, care about them and are invested in their success. That's another huge one is if athletes don't feel like their coach actually cares about them as a person, it makes it less likely for them to want to come back. If an athlete feels like the coach only sees them as a chess piece, then you may have retention if you're running the greatest program and you're winning lots of things. But at that point in time, when it's transactional, you do these things because I tell you to, and you're my little chess piece to move around the board, then it becomes just a very non-connected relationship and you're less likely to see athletes retained throughout the seasons. And then lastly is the gym. They don't feel connected to the program. You want athletes to have pride in your gymnastics program or pride in their cheer gym. You want them 
to be proud to wear the logo across their chest and walk around school and have people ask them what it is. You want them scribbling your logo in their notebook when they're not paying attention in class. You want them feeling that connection. And that comes from knowing the owners. You know, if you are an owner who is a coach in the gym, then making it so athletes know who you are and feel there's a connection there and or parents feeling that too. Do they feel welcomed and connected to the front desk staff? Do they feel connected to the other team coaches that they're going to potentially move up with? You know, I will strategically start um, talking more with athletes that are likely going to be on my team the next year. Come February, I, I start to be like, hey, you know, are you working on those skills? Are you pushing uh, to get those skills? Because I'm building a connection and I'm making them be excited to potentially get coached by me. Now, I don't have to work as hard at it because I'm the owner of the gym and I'm a little more established. And um, I always laugh. I don't think I'm any sort of famous or any sort of a big deal, but I do have kids from other programs that I don't know that recognize me and will say, hi, Dan, how are you? And and I'm just like, hey, I'm great. And I, I talk to them, but I don't know who they are. But I have a just a very small amount of celebrity in Oregon and Washington um, because I've been coaching for a long time and people know the teams that I coach, um, because they're higher level teams and I'm the bald guy walking around. So it's like, I'm not hard to pick out. Uh, I'm not just a, a blonde female coach because there's, you know, 20 blonde female coaches. So we're harder to pick out of a crowd. I'm pretty much the only bald dude, uh, rolling around the state of Oregon. So I stand out a little bit. Uh, so can creating that connection with the gym culture as a whole is so important. You know, how many of our gyms use the mantra, well, we're a family. Well, you're not a family if people don't feel like they're a part of the family. And that is something that you need to make sure you're paying close attention to because when kids do feel a part of a family, they do feel like there's people that care about them. They do feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves. They are more likely to stay involved in a program uh, and not quit. All right, let's get to the number two point, which is they're not having fun or being challenged and they don't see the benefit of the sacrifice. So having fun is such an important piece of cheerleading. Yes, there are mega winning programs that are not focused on fun. The people who want that seek that out. And I think there is a balance to be struck between being competitively successful with also having fun. I don't think you have to completely sacrifice one for the other, because if you sacrifice too much competitiveness and athleticism for all fun, you start to get into a very dangerous realm where you're performing skills that you probably shouldn't perform because you're not training them appropriately and correctly. So there's a balance to be struck there, but you also concurrently don't have to have no fun in practices and just train and beat your athletes down every single practice. That's not enjoyable. People will only do it for so long before they quit, before they go either go somewhere else or they just say, I'm done with this. It's not worth it. And that tends to happen more when they don't get the results that they want. So if you are marketing your program as a win at all cost program, we cut everyone who doesn't hold their weight. You know, it doesn't matter. We do whatever it takes to win. And then you aren't winning then it is uh, a little bit more of a bitter, not like a bittersweet where I've got, you know, the rough with the good. Uh, it's just all rough. So you have to make sure that you're balancing that within your program and your coaches are balancing that within your program. So athletes are having fun. But concurrently, athletes need to feel challenged. It can't just be 
a no accountability game. Uh, I gave a presentation on this at our last conference, and I, I'm not going to give the whole presentation because it was an hour long here, but uh, it was an, it was all about accountability and holding athletes accountable. And the fact that kids crave accountability, they want it. They are not looking for life to just be easy. That's boring. Easy is boring, right? Like I, my friend was, I was talking to her today. We had, we're having a great conversation, kind of hashing some things out. And I told her I had a little bit of a disappointment yesterday at the end of the competition. Day, and I said, yeah, I just came home and played video games. She was like, oh, you're a gamer. So I tell you all that to say when you're playing a video game, like most people who play video games don't put it on the like super easy setting because it's not fun. It's not challenging. You're just going through the game as opposed to putting it on a level that you're going to be challenged, but you can feel successful. And that's really what you're trying to do with cheer. You want athletes to be in a position where they're going to be challenged, where it's not going to be just easy, a walk in the park, uh, a level six kid on a level two team but you want them to feel successful. And concurrently with gymnastics, you want to have your athletes be able to feel successful while also being challenged. So you don't just want to jump them straight to level 10 if they're a level six, but maybe they're ready to start pushing into level seven and being challenged there. Um, and they might not win as much, but they have, uh, they, they could win a couple, but they're not going to be the national or the state champion. So um, really, really important connection there to have fun, but be challenged. And I'm, I told you I was going to talk about my gymnastics days. And I mentioned like pride in the gym, man, I used to have so much pride in my gym. Like I was a young kid, so I didn't understand that no one really knew what it was. But like when I wore my creative gymnastics sweatshirt, I felt like a superhero. Like I just thought everyone knew what I, where I was and what I did. And it was the coolest thing in the world. And my coach meant everything to me. Like he, uh, he was my idol. He would sit down and teach us about life. And I just, I really aspired to be like him. Uh, and I think it influenced a lot of who I am today, um, getting coached by him. And there was a point in time where we switched, where we were trying to go to a more competitive level and he was focusing on running the business. And so he stepped away and he wasn't our team coach anymore. And we brought in this younger coach and he was, not nice. Uh, he was a, a not nice person. And I went from having a very nice and supportive coach who held me accountable to a really mean coach who would like, literally, if you, if you paused before you went to do your release skill, he would throw you off the high bar. Like he would literally push you off. Um, and he was just, he wasn't a good coach and he made me quit gymnastics at the gym that I loved more than anything in the world. Creative gymnastics was where I wanted to be. And I quit and I went to an, I took a little break and I didn't like it. So I went to another gym and I did gymnastics for like three or four months. And then they fired that coach and I went straight back to where my home was because that was my gym and that was my coach. And that was why I quit. I just, I wasn't happy and I had no connection with this coach and it wasn't fun. I didn't enjoy going to practices. I was scared that I was going to get in trouble and I just wasn't enthused about going. And so thinking about that and looking at the way we coach our teams and the way our coaches coach our teams, you know, are they making things, are they mixing things up? Are they 
doing the appropriate mix of accountability with fun. You have to have that. If you don't have a mix, you're going to have miserable kids and miserable kids don't stay. They may finish the season, but they're not going to stay with you long term if they're miserable for year over year. It's just not, no one's going to do that. Um, And if they do, it means they're incredibly intrinsically motivated and they've decided that they love cheerleading more than they love anything else. And they're just going to do whatever it takes to do cheerleading. The last one is because the sport of cheer or your program just isn't for them. And this is one of those ones where you kind of have to thank your lucky stars because these are people who don't really want to be there or they're not going to fit within your style. And maybe cheer is for them, but they don't fit in your program. And I've had this happen for a variety of reasons in mine. I've had athletes quit and go to other programs because they wanted that more competitive, aggressive, you know, scream in our faces accountability. I've had that happen one or two times, not many. I've had it happen because my rules were too strict and athletes wanted to be able to party and drink and and do those things and not be held accountable. Not to say my athletes don't, but there are consequences if I find out about them doing those things. Um, so they wanted to leave and go somewhere where it was more permissible and uh, it was more accepted. Uh, I have had athletes leave because uh, it was too hard. I have someone generally speaking quit my senior four every single year because they say they'll do whatever it takes to get on it. But once they're there and the rubber meets the road and they have to start executing consistently and they're being held accountable, they say, this is too much. I don't like it. And at the end of the day, Do I want kids to quit? No. But if they realize that my gym is not the right gym for them or the sport of cheer or that team is not the right team for them, then I would much rather them leave and go be where they're going to be happy. At the end of what we do, we make, we, we are in this to build great kids, great human beings and making people miserable is really not what I'm in the business of doing. So at the end of the day, I want them to find where they are happy. And if they leave because they just realize that my program isn't for them, then more power to them. You know, I have the same conversation with young police officers uh, as they're starting their training. I tell them, you guys, I would rather you realize now in training that this is not the job for you, that you don't have what it takes to to pull a trigger and and shoot a gun at another human being, or you're not ready to see dead bodies, or you're not ready to do some of these really, really hard things that you're going to have to do in this profession. I'd rather you realize it in these walls, in this training environment, before I put you out on the street and you realize in a situation where your life or someone else's life could be negatively impacted by your hesitation or your realization in that moment that you don't want to be there. And it's, it's a similar thing with cheerleading gymnastics, right? At some point in time, people may realize it's just not right for them. And concurrently, so I quit gymnastics twice. I quit once with that coach and then I quit again. Uh, It was going into high school. It was when I switched to cheerleading and it was somewhat of an involuntary quit. My mom made me do it because she thought that gymnastics took too much time and she wanted me to be able to do theater in high school and some other things, which I did have the opportunity to do. I now laugh because I'm like, ha ha ha, you made me quit gymnastics because it took up too much time and now I do cheerleading, which takes up a crazy amount of time. So I'm not sure that you really made it any better. Uh, but I switched and my root cause though would be, I realized that the sport of gymnastics wasn't the right fit for me as much as I loved it, as much as it was a part of my soul, I, I wasn't good. Like I, I was okay, 
I was level, what would now be like level eight. Um, so I was good, but I was going into high school and I had some significant fear of, of high bar. I saw an athlete lock his grips and shatter his arm when I was a young gymnast and I ripped off high bar a couple times. And so I had some fear of some skills, um, particularly release skills kind of freaked me out. And I just realized this, I wasn't going to be the Olympian I thought I was going to be when I was nine. You know, when I was dreaming of all these great things, that wasn't where my future lied. And that was not the right sport for me. And I looked at cheer and I was like, maybe I could be great at this. And I ended up being decent. I don't know if I was great, you know, um, but decent. And uh, that was an opportunity for me. And I made that switch. And it was it was that realization. It was this sport is more aligned with where I want to be in my life and where I want to go. Now, I took a lot of the same mentality and the same obsession I had over gymnastics and just transferred it over to cheerleading. Um, but I found a new sport. And there are times where you're going to have athletes that do that, that say, you know what? I just, this isn't for me anymore. I want to go play volleyball. I want to go play soccer. Um, I've had, I've had athletes do that and they've been really, really happy. Um, for the most part, I've had way more athletes leave the sport of cheer and then come back because they realized that the grass wasn't greener or what they thought it was going to be. It wasn't. Um, and I know gymnastics has had the same thing. I would say gymnastics has one other reason people quit and cheer has it somewhat. Gymnastics is athletes quit because it gets hard because they go through puberty and their center of gravity changes. And there's kind of this progression in a lot of gymnast lives where there's like a year where you things you used to be able to do are now really, really hard. And in cheer, it's similar, but it tends to be more often with your girls who were flyers. And then when they go through that spurt and they're now no longer a little human and they have to learn how to base or they have to learn how to backspot and their identity was rooted in being a flyer, uh, that can be a really hard mental transition because you're now almost doing a different sport and uh, they don't always make that transition well. So that is a reason that kids quit cheer and or gymnastics. That is a pretty reasonable one. Again, I feel like it's kind of realizing it falls into the realizing the sport is not the right sport for them, um, or at least it's not the right sport for them at that time with where their head is at and their mentality is. So those are our three big reasons. But the number one goes back to building a culture within your program that athletes don't ever want to leave. If you build that family and you build that identity and you build that core, it is more likely that athletes are going to want to stay with you long term. But building that culture, it takes time. It's not easy. It's not going to happen overnight. And it takes constant maintenance. This is like fitness. Yes, you can work out and you can get really, really fit and you can hit the diet really hard and you can do all these things. You can lose a bunch of weight and you can get super shredded. But if you don't continue to maintain, you'll just get out of shape again. And it's the same thing with a gym culture, with building those values and enforcing those values. You, you do it and you get really good at it and then you neglect it and it starts to go downhill. So you've always got to stay on top of that. And on top of building that, that culture within your program, because that culture is the ultimate reason, the most common reason that kids quit. They don't feel welcome. They don't feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves. They don't have those connections. And 
you can figure this out. If you haven't built the culture, you can do some auditing. You can do some learning to discover where you have some shortfalls and why athletes are, are quitting and what you can do differently in the future to avoid it. The reality is, is that quitting is common these days and many gyms are struggling with it. So if you are, you're not alone. Like, and we've had quitters this year too. Um, we haven't had a ton. We've had a lot more injuries. Like, and when I say injuries, I'm, I kind of am doing an air quote, you know, the sprains, the strains that athletes at least years ago, it felt like they would just push through it. But I think we also have selective memory and we remember the athletes that were great. And we don't remember the athletes that were a pain in our butt. Cause I can think back two decades and think of athletes that were difficult to work with. Um, so why is quitting so common these days? Well, one of the things is it is fair to say that COVID had an impact. Now, I have a different impression of of COVID and why it potentially impacted kids quitting, especially on the West Coast. But out here, you know, we had birthdays and graduations and proms and all of these things canceled essentially for almost two years. Like, it was a long time. We still are barely, like we're coming up on the one year anniversary of getting out of masks in like three months will be one year out of masks. So it has not been very long for us out here in Oregon. So that's still fairly raw. Um, and Oregon, Washington, California, we're all kind of on the same boat. Um, so it's still kind of raw for us, but these kids, they lost out on things and they missed things and they gave up on things because of COVID. They didn't have, they didn't have a choice. And so now where athletes used to selectively say, oh, I'll miss that thing because this is worth it. Well, cheer got taken away from them. It wasn't worth it anymore. And then they had to miss all those things they cared about. And they were like, well, I wish I'd done it then. Cause I now missed going to prom ever. And so there is now more of a no, you know what? I want to do this thing. I want to go to that concert. I want to go to that school dance. I want to try out for this play. And if cheer is going to prevent me from doing those things, then you know what? I'm not going to do cheer or I'm going to take a break from cheer. So I think there's a little bit more of a rational, almost logical approach to cheer is not everything in life where three years ago, the expectation was you sign your name on the dotted line and like this becomes your life. You live, sleep, breathe this stuff and that's what you want to do. And there's a little bit of a shift now where it's like, no, I want to do other things with my life. I'm not going to base everything around cheerleading because if that gets taken away again by no fault of my own, then I've also missed out on all these other things and I've not built that foundation. So I think that's some of why you see it. I don't think that's all why you see it. I think there is definitely also, I mean, you have cultural issues, you have cultural change, you have parents that are permissive of these things. Oh, you're not happy. Okay, quit. Um, and, and you see it in, uh, in the workforce, you see it in a variety of different areas right now, culturally where people are just like, Oh, don't like it. Quit you know, complain about it and just move on or, or quietly quit. Don't participate. Don't do anything. Don't do anything extra. Um, is there a time to quit things? Absolutely. 100% there is. Um, but we're seeing it more and more common and more and more accepted where the concept of quitting used to be a very bad thing. Uh, it's still one of our core values in our gym is never quit. And it's more never quit until the job is done versus never ever quit anything. Like there is always a time where you're going to have to stop doing certain things. Uh, that's not what we mean by quitting. We mean 
if you have something to do, you don't quit. You don't stop. If you want to, if you want to be done with cheer, you finish the season and then you be done with cheer. Uh, I have talked more kids into staying in cheerleading than I've ever talked, um, than I've ever had quit after they've talked to me. And I will tell you a hundred percent of the time. And I tell athletes this, I go, look, I've been worked with some of the greatest athletes in the country. Uh, and I've had conversations with a lot of them where they, this wasn't fun anymore. They didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, and then we made a plan and they stuck it out and not a single one has ever, ever told me, I wish I had quit, but I have had way more athletes quit and message and email and contact me years after and go, man, I wish I hadn't have quit. I wish I would have just stuck it out. I wish I would have finished my senior year or it wasn't actually worth it. I missed out on so many things, uh, with the team and those were my favorite times. And so no matter what culture you build, you're going to have kids quit, uh, or you're going to have kids who want to quit. I would encourage you to not approach a quitting situation. When a kid says, I want to quit, that is an opportunity to have a conversation. Hey, let's sit down and discuss what's going on and what's making you feel that way. And if we can't find a solution, I will support you 100%, but let's see if we can find one, right? If you approach things that way, I think you're going to get better results um, than just being like getting angry with kids. Now we do have a rule in our gym you can't quit during practice. You can't quit emotionally. So if you are in the middle of a, a routine and something goes wrong and your coach is talking to you and giving you the business and saying, hey, look, you did X, Y, and Z wrong. And you go, that's it. I hate this. I quit. And you walk out our doors, you quit. You can't ever come back from that. If you quit on your team in the moment, you're done. But if you say, hey, I want to quit doing cheerleading after practice. I'm not having fun anymore. I just want to quit. I will absolutely have a conversation with you all day long to understand and see if we can fix some of those issues. All right. So leaving this podcast, I want you to look at your numbers. How many kids have quit in the last year? How many athletes have you lost in cheer, in gymnastics? This could even be your rec athletes. The same things apply to kids who come in for tumbling classes, although they tend to quit more often because again, it's not worth the sacrifice of their time. They have something they would prefer do. How many of those could have been retained if holes in your system were plugged? If you were addressing all of these issues, how many more of them would have stuck it out and stayed in your program? So think through those, look at those, and see how many there could have been uh, saved, and then use that as motivation to start filling the holes in these systems in what's going on in your gym. And every single one of us, myself included, has areas in this they can improve on. So you need to be, again, diligently working on it at all times because when the bottom falls out, it falls out hard and it takes a while to recover. And then last, I want you to think about doing something if your relationship with the people who quit ended well. I think you should reach out to them via email, via text, depending on what method you have to their parents, ideally, and, and maybe directly to the athlete, depending on their age. And just if you, if you think it was uh, something where they might come back, then reach out and say, hey, we miss you. Come back anytime. We'd love to see you in the gym. Or if you're not sure or you don't want to go that far, then just write a personal email. Hey, I was just thinking about this memory when we went to this competition or this day in class when you got that skill and it was such a great memory. And I just wanted to tell you that, you know, we miss having you in the gym 
and I hope you're doing well. You know, would love to see you uh, at some point in time and just do a personal check-in. Like, what harm does it cause? And maybe they open the email or they open the text and maybe they don't. But you will find that when you reach out to those people and you you make those gestures and you make those personal connections, it's much more likely that they're going to return. Maybe not right away, but maybe someday. And that's essentially what you're looking for. You're looking for people who may be left to, to come back and give it another shot. Now, you don't have to, I'm not saying email the people you were happy left, right? The people who did not align with your values or who didn't fit into your program. Let them go. You don't have to reach out to those people. But in these circumstances where there's someone who you might be able to retain or get back, absolutely reach out. You have nothing to lose. They're already not in your program and you have their contact info. So they're like the cheapest return on investment marketing client because you send an email or a text message and that's all you have to do. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you're doing well. As always, if I can ever be of any help, reach out. I'm telling you the truth. I had a listener reach out to me and say, Hey, can we hop on a call? And can I get your advice? And we hopped on a call the other day and it was awesome. And we got to talk about some things about, you know, her getting ready to open a gym. Uh, and I gave her some advice. Hopefully she uh, got a lot out of it, but don't hesitate to reach out. Yes, I will absolutely tell you what it takes to join the Academy and to be coached by me or one of our amazing coaches on a regular basis. That's, that's kind of the that's the payment I ask for in us chatting a little bit as you give me the opportunity to at least tell you about what we offer. Um, but man, reach out. I appreciate it. I love talking to you, especially if you're getting something great out of these episodes. If you are looking for another great cheer podcast, you've got to check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins, my friend, the man, the myth, the legend. He is amazing. His podcast is phenomenal. Uh, I love listening to it. Make sure you've checked that out as well. All right, everyone, I really hope you enjoyed the episode. And with that, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.